A daycare is busted for running a child fight ring. CVS replaces toilet paper with photos of toilet paper. And a funeral home is in trouble after 189 decaying corpses were discovered. These are the weird stories from Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside of a closet. <laughs> yeah, classy baby. Daycare workers are in trouble for running a child fight ring. And they forgot the first rule of child fight club. And that is, you do not talk about child fight club. The second rule is, again, do not talk about child fight club. And if you are new here, you gotta fight first. Dems the rules. Okay, so they're cracking on, cracking down on this child fight club. Well, you know... They, they've gotten rid of the dog fights in the United States because everybody cares so much about dogs. So now, you, you, you know, you're going to have child fight club. You know, people need to bet on some kind of fight activities. It's just it's the way of the world. It's always been this way since the dawn of time. I think cavemen were running MMA matches in their caves. I really believe this. We have two South Carolina daycare teachers facing multiple charges for allegedly Directing three and four-year-olds. A little young, no, for Child Fight Club. Three and four-year-olds. They were directing these children in their care to fight one another and allow, quote, allow the violence to proceed without correction. That's a very specific uh, rule that they broke as well, it says. They're in trouble for allowing the kids to fight and allowing the violence to proceed without any correction. It doesn't say what the correction is. They mean correcting them in the match. No, no, hey, no, come on, Todd, you're supposed to do a takedown at that point. Haley, Haley, it's jab, jab, cross, you set it up. Okay, so we have a Kids Unlimited Daycare in this story. And that was your first mistake, calling it Kids Unlimited. The employees are like, we have unlimited kids. Of course we can have them fight to the death. Two kids enter, one kid leaves. It's Kids Unlimited. Okay, the daycare employees that are in trouble for running this fight club are Erica Jones, age 27, and Serena Caldwell, 56. Two women, surprising. I thought it would have been two horrible men all jacked up on testosterone, passing out monster energy drinks to the kids, live streaming the fights and betting on them. I would have assumed it was men. We have these two ladies. They turned themselves into authorities after the warrants were issued for their arrest. They're being charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor and unlawful conduct to a child. The owner of the daycares, John Dawkins, he made a statement that says these women were immediately terminated after the staff reported their behavior and security footage was viewed. The facility immediately notified the South Carolina Department of Social Services and the County Sheriff's Department, of course, of course. And the daycares cooperating fully in the subsequent investigation the deputies discovered that the two women instructed children to shove, pull, and strike each other per the surveillance video. <laughs> These women, you, you got to know this video on you. You're a daycare. You're, you don't think there's surveillance video? There's security footage? How do they not know? Wow. I mean, they're just breaking dumb records here. This year, a total of 14 children were involved in Child Fight Club between the ages of three and four years old. Although, thankfully, none had any serious injuries. It remains unseen, of course, how much emotional or psychological damage could have been caused by this. A parent of one of the victims testified that their child was told to hit another child, and then after they hit the child, they were told to do it again. 
The uh, daycare, of course, says that these women were uh, rogue employees, not normal. The daycare was not complicit in this behavior, doesn't approve of the behavior, et cetera, et cetera, of course. Um, this daycare's name is going to be tarnished, though, because of it, for sure. No one's going to send their child to Fight Club Daycare. Oh, I mean, some people might. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to raise my kid to be a student athlete, so I'm sending him to Fight Club Daycare. CVS replaces their rolls of paper with photographs of rolls of paper. The article begins by saying, if you've been living under a rock the past year and didn't realize we're in the midst of a cost of living crisis, then perhaps these images will really drill in the severity of the situation. Photographs taken at a CVS pharmacy in Washington, D.C. have gone viral. They reveal the shelves stripped of rolls of toilet paper and replaced with framed photographs of toilet paper and other paper products as well. Nice frames, too. Not, well, not what's going to stop people from stealing these sweet-ass picture frames? Yeah, joke's on you, CVS. I need picture frames. I'm going to steal your photos. Can't you wipe your butt with paper photos, too? I mean, I don't know if this is solving the problem, CVS. Well, social media shares the images. They show shelves stocked with framed photographs of different brands of toilet paper. I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks awfully silly. And then a sign on the shelf reads, press a button if you need assistance and an associate will be here shortly to help you. I mean, this is a great solution if you want people to never buy these goods. Because who's going to wait 10 minutes for an employee to come over there? First of all, there's only you can never find an employee in CVS. What are there, two of them? It's going to take five to ten minutes for them to go in the back, unlock the toilet paper safe, whatever you, wherever you keep it. You know, paper towel lock box, locking up toilet paper. What the? So bizarre. Who's waiting that long for toilet paper? I'm just going to the dollar store to get my toilet paper, anyways, bro. You're stupid. I'm going to spend all this money for toilet paper at CVS and then wait fifteen minutes for it. This is this is a, this is terrible problem solving behavior, in my opinion. Now you're like, well, what is the problem, Jonesy? What's going on? Well, apparently they're saying that uh, they got to put the toilet paper in the back to stop it from being stolen. People are stealing toilet paper. Yeah, I mean, they're not only stealing toilet paper in CVS and Walgreens and these, you know, these pharmacy slash stores. They're stealing everything in there. Have you not pay been paying attention? They're walking out with like hundreds of dollars worth of makeup. You know, I mean, at this point, you're going to lock up the toilet paper, lock up the other stuff. Social media users have flocked to this post in shock to weigh in on the issue. Oh, boy, let's hear what people have to say. One Instagram user said, I know this ain't supposed to be funny, but come on, man. Another person wrote, the family portraits of tissue is sending me. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Family portraits of tissue. Someone else wrote, why'd they put it up in frames like that? A fourth person said, this is the richest country in the world, but we have people who have to resort to shoplifting for bare necessities. Yeah, that's that's true. And you know, I don't have time to go into the why for all this shoplifting that's occurring. There's so many factors that are just creating a total crap storm. The CVS's pharmacy's decision to keep toilet rolls away from the shelves follows the news of robberies in D.C. being up by 68 percent this year compared to 2022. According to the 
media. This includes the theft of toilet paper as well, with people familiar with the situation claiming homeless people have been stealing the product from the store for some time. Yeah, a local business owner weighed in on the situation saying, the economy is going up, cost of living is going up. If people are stealing items, necessities, you know, I think maybe we should take a look at that. Maybe those are things that we don't increase or maybe as a community we provide that you know hey hey look you can come pick up some free toiletries and stuff like that so that you can take care of yourself and stuff like that and now we have a huge homeless population here this is what's going on yeah this is correct you have a homeless population everywhere and how do you solve that it's probably not going to be solved the the problem seems insurmountable to me, uh, not, not solved uh, via government anyways, uh, top-down solutions don't seem to work when you have real problems like this. And uh, no one can even agree what the cause is, so you're not going to get anywhere with that. You know, as far as CVS goes in these stores, you just have to spend more money on security, get secu- real security guards. I did a story a few weeks ago about a team of security guards in the UK that are helping out local businesses. You have to just pay for that. You know, CVS famously isn't paying their employees anyways or their pharmacists. You know, you just they're trying to be the a huge profitable co- corporation and penny pinching everything. And this is what you get. I don't feel bad for them one minute. You know, they know what they need to do to solve the situation. Taking them off the shelves is a horrible idea. Just don't be cheap, man. Pay for security people. Yay! A funeral home owner has been arrested after the discovery of 189 decaying remains. This story is a little bit morbid. Heads up. The owner of a Colorado funeral home, along with his wife, have been arrested after the decaying remains of at least 189 bodies were recently found at their facility. We have here the Return to Nature Funeral Home in Penrose, Colorado, which is about 100 miles south of Denver. The owner is John Halford. The remains were found by authorities responding to a report of a terrible smell coming from the company's decrepit building. Oh, goodness, no. Officials initially estimated there were over 100 bodies inside, but later increased that number to nearly 200 after they finished removing all of the remains. A day after the odor was reported, the director of the State Office of Funeral Home and Crematories Registrations Department spoke on the phone with the owner, Halford. The man tried to conceal the improper storage of corpses in Penrose, acknowledging having a problem at the site and claimed he did practice taxidermy there as well. The funeral home and company was started in 2017. They offered cremations and green burials without embalming fluids. They kept doing business even after financial and legal problems mounted in recent years. The owners have missed tax payments in recent months, were evicted from one of their properties, and were sued for unpaid bills by a crematory. All of this unsavory behavior was allowed to go on because apparently Colorado has some of the weakest rules for funeral homes in the nation, with no routine inspections or qualification requirements for funeral home operators. None of these problems appeared to attract the attention of regulators in the state who hadn't even checked on the company after November when its state registration even expired. The registration allowed Return to Nature Funeral Home to operate in the small town of Penrose where the bodies were found. 
They say stricter regulations might not have prevented this mishap entirely, but they can ensure problems are discovered more quickly. According to Chris Farmer, who's a lawyer for the National Funeral Directors Association, Chris says, quote, well, now you can catch it at six or eight bodies and, uh, well, not 189. Now, of course, the fallout to this, among other things, is that you have families worried that their relatives could be among these remains. Efforts to identify the remains have begun recently with the help from an FBI team that gets deployed to mass casualty events such as airline crashes. So they are pouring over the decaying corpses. More than 120 families have contacted law enforcement with concerns that their family members may be among this group. One of these concerned family members is Mary Simons of Florence, Colorado. She, she said she had a good experience with Return to Nature after her mother died in 2018. She asked the funeral home to cremate the remains with Medicaid covering the costs. She went back when her husband, also on Medicaid, died in August. She was asked to pay up front this time and told that she'd be reimbursed when the funeral company got paid by Medicaid. She said... That was my first red flag. I was a housewife. There's no money here. She recalled her brother telling the company that they were just going to wait for Medicaid. Return to Nature, the funeral home insisted asking for half payments. A week before law enforcement raided the funeral home, the company sent her a $1,400 invoice. Her husband's ashes never arrived, and she can't help but think his body is among this 189 that law enforcement is trying to identify at the premises. You can clearly chalk this up to the state's regulations when it comes to funeral homes. A 2022 state law in Colorado permits the agency overseeing funeral homes to inspect facilities at random or usually following any complaints. Many other states perform annual inspections that entail entering the premises and having educational requirements, such as a degree in mortuary science, a licensing exam, or an apprenticeship. In Colorado, those who run these facilities don't have to graduate high school, do not have to pass any exams, or even apprentice. So sad, so sad. And there's no way I can make this story funny, nor am I going to attempt to. Yay! Hello, my friends and loyal listeners of the Weird AF News Podcast. Thanks for joining me for this Monday episode, and thanks for bearing with me as my voice is not... It's usual mellifluous quality. Jonesy, what does mellifluous means? I think it means sweet and flowing. <sighs> but I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, my voice is wrecked because I, uh, I partied too hard on Saturday night. Uh, yeah, now it, I mean, it's, it's, it's now Monday and my voice is still like this. That's how hard I went on Saturday and how late I went. Uh, anyways, um, I survived at least. And uh, hopefully my voice will be back pretty soon. Either way, I'm gotta, I got to do the show. I mean, this is, you know, this is, this is the cross I have to bear. I have to, do, I have to crawl into a closet every day and record myself, no matter what state of mind I'm in, no matter how hungover I am, whether or not I can speak, whether or not I have a, a, a disease, or um, maybe I'm even hallucinating. I got to get in there and I got to do it for the people. I do it for the people. And the people appreciate it. How do I know people appreciate it? Well, sometimes they join the Patreon to support me, such as this individual, Jerry Moore. Jerry Moore joined the Patreon. Big shout out to Jerry Moore. 
Give it up to Jerry Moore. I'm whacking on a closet wall for Jerry Moore. Jerry Moore, Jerry Moore. Oh, it's Jerry Moore. Jerry Moore joining the Patreon. Oh, man, I'm out of my mind. Uh, Anyways, I appreciate you, Jerry Moore, for joining the Patreon. That's the best way to support the show. It's like buying me a cup of coffee every month, so that's the way you do it. Please enjoy the extra weird content that I put into the Patreon, Jerry Moore. You guys can do what Jerry did, join the Patreon. Pretty easy. Go to weirdafnews.com, click on the Patreon banner. What's wrong with you? You can download the Patreon app on your smartphone as well and do a search for Weird AF News. Pretty easy. Or go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Um, what else? Someone gave me a, a, a PayPal donation, oh, and I think you know who it is. It's a, it's a, it's a real a Weird AF News listener celebrity. It's Hannah, Hannah from Chicago. She she just sent me some money on PayPal. How sweet is that? Just just came out of nowhere. Didn't even solicit this. And Hannah just wanted to just drop me some money to get some coffee, and I appreciate it. Hannah, so much. Big shout out to Hannah from Chicago. We love her. I love her calls. <laughs> so good. You guys can send me a PayPal if you want. It's just my email, funnyjones at gmail.com. I'll get it. Uh, that's a place you can also send me messages and you can call the show if you'd like, if you'd like to, um, respond to any of the segments I did today, please leave a message. 646-450-2012 is where you go. Once again, coming to Dallas this weekend, I got shows Thursday through Sunday. If you guys are in Texas, please come, please come to TK's and, and, uh, oh, what's the name of that neighborhood? Addison. That's right. It's Addison. I always forget. It's a, it's a part of Dallas. So I'm still getting familiar with Dallas. This will be my third time there. But I really like it. I really like it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so if you guys want to come to the show, that would be pretty, pretty sweet. Just reach out to me for details. But all of the details can be um, can be gleaned. Yeah, can be gleaned. How about that? On my Instagram account, at Funny Jones. Just go to at Funny Jones on Instagram. If you don't have an Instagram account, uh, maybe just maybe join Humanity. Get an Instagram. What's wrong with you? I mean, unbelievable. Are you still on Facebook only? What's wrong with you? Come on now. Instagram. Instagram. Uh, so yeah, at Funny Jones on Instagram. Come to Dallas. Come see me. It would be amazing. Anyways, I'm, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. I'm caffeinated, but that's the way that it is. It's the way of the world, as they say, as Earth, Wind, and Fire says. Okay. I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. Body, ah. Say, do you remember? Body, ah. Recording in a closet. Boop. Boop. <laughs>